0: If you are shy and you're not a public speaker, and, and th- which I was, uh, very shy and very nervous about it. You see, if I if somebody says before, if somebody had said to me before, get on the stage and let's teach, train these people, it would be very hard. But if if they said you're going to go on the stage and somebody's going to ask you questions and you just have to answer them, it's a lot easier. So yeah. so if you can do that on a podcast or on a, or what we're doing right now, let's say YouTube slash podcast. Uh, where video is on as well. If you are shy and nervous and all that stuff, and you can kill that fear and try it out, you can do that as well, where a person is asking you questions and you answer those questions and that's it.
1: That's what we're gonna get into here today is building up your personal brand to grow your real estate portfolio. There are millions of real estate investors out there, and most are stuck with just a couple of properties. They want financial freedom, but their small portfolio ends up costing them more in time, effort, and money than it's worth. Getting out of the rat race seems harder than ever. This show will help you do more deals, better deals, and bigger deals. Finally, you'll be able to reach your income and lifestyle goals. How? By attracting and leveraging private money partners and their capital. Now get ready to raise more money, because here's your host, Dave Dubow. Hey, hey, folks, welcome back. Today, we've got a special guest, Mr. Sunil Tulsiani, who is a very, very accomplished real estate entrepreneur. He's been doing this stuff for almost two decades. He's got properties in Canada, the US, India. He started his journey as a police officer, and he has really kind of kicked things up a whole bunch of notches. I mean, Sunil is now at the stage where he's putting on big, big, big events bringing in big names like Cardone, like Kiyosaki, um, Brian Tracy, I believe, all sorts of very, very well-known speakers. And he's just built an amazing, amazing brand. So that's what we're going to get into here today is building up your personal brand to grow your real estate portfolio. So Sunil, welcome to the show. Great to see you again.
0: Dave, good to see you, and thank you for the intro. I appreciate you um and um good to be here,
1: yeah. all right. Well, so for folks, the few people that don't know you or know of you, why don't you give us a just quick little snapshot of your real estate journey so far?
0: Well, you know,, uh, the big thing is to understand. Um, I was born in India when I was thirteen. Uh, I came to Canada in nineteen eighty one. And um, I was a shy guy, didn't like school, Um, was told I was not going to amount to anything, Uh, didn't speak English, had a lot of uh, issues in the 80s in Canada as a person who didn't speak the language, didn't know the culture, so a lot of uh, struggling that was going on, but the bigger thing was... Uh, people keep telling me, including the people who knew me, uh, that, uh, you know, go to school, get a good grade, get some good grades. If you don't get good marks, then you're not going to amount to anything and get a good job. And, uh, well, that's what I I'm, did. I'm, I'm thinking I, that's
1: especially especially true in an Indian family. I mean, there's a there's pressure for everybody, but I think there's an extra special amount of pressure for especially first generation people coming to the country. Correct. I mean, yeah. Must yes. have, yeah.
0: Yeah, but the the, uh, the specialty of Indian people uh, is that you are actually judged judged as a son or a daughter how good you are by merely one thing, which is how good are your marks in school. Oh, oh, really, yeah. you know, you know, he, he's a good kid because look at the marks. He's a bad kid because he's not. I remember uh, my parents being much more blunt. You know, in those, days. for example, if they meet somebody. And that person is over overweight, and they haven't seen you for a while. They'll see you within seconds. Like, hey, did you get fat? What happened to you? Like
1: you know, like, or oh, why did you get so fat?
0: <laughs> yeah, you know. And or sometimes it was like in our case, uh, you got fat. Congratulations, good. That's a good thing, right? In Indian family, where I grew up in a smaller town, uh, then I moved to New Delhi, India, which was a big city. Uh, being fat for a man, and even women, but mainly for men, was you're healthy. Hmm. You you're, you know, you're growing, you're, you're
1: healthy, you're wealthy, you can afford to eat a lot.
0: Yeah, you're prosperous, prospering, yeah. right? So anyways, uh, but in India, our Indian background was you, you had all the choices in the world, if you want to do something, but those choices consist of four things. You're going to be a doctor, you're going to be an engineer, you're going to be a lawyer. And if you can't make it, maybe, you know, like a government job. Okay. Okay,
1: all the choices in the world, as long as it's one of those four. I love one it. of those
0: four, and the fourth one is like the if you can't make it, if you're like a loser. Okay, but you're completely a loser if you go into entrepreneurship or business, that's completely wrong. That is below, beneath you know, our name or family or standard. What am I going to tell your uncle about you when he asks me what are your marks? So, all my life. Uh, you know, it was like that, uh, where my father would. Inter- I come home, and some relative is staying there. My uncle, my father, will say something. Oh, this is my son Sunil, and he stinks in school. Can you give him some great, you know, tips speaking, Blah blah blah. Right. So so. Anyways, long story short, I didn't do very really well. I, I went to uh, grade nine to a special uh, school uh, where it was easier for me to be there. But the final thing is. When I went to the last few years of schooling, I knew that I had to do well in order to become a police officer. So I had to get 75% or more. So those are the two last years that I studied, worked hard, did whatever it took to just go and get 76%, you know, and, and, uh, I very lucky to, uh, become a police officer with the, uh, Ontario provincial police in 1990 and, uh, I went from being a uniform officer to becoming a police detective to becoming a a police negotiator. And then finally, uh, platoon commander. uh, And in the area area that I was a police officer, I was the only uh, East Indian person that got to that level. And I realized that it's not that I don't like education or I don't like studying. It is that what they teach me I don't like.
1: Right when it's you find cool. something that perks you up you're very very motivated
0: and for the 8 uh, 15 years when i was in the police force i was signing up for police courses investigation negotiation warrants and and uh, you know drug warrants and and the next level of advanced trainings i was proactively signing up for those things because when i went there even though they were tough i enjoyed it and i did well at them
1: you were interested so, right you yes. you were Interested and motivated makes it so much easier. So how did that transition into real estate, Sunil? When did you you fifteen
0: years later, my wife came to me for thirteen years into the marriage? My wife came to me and said, We're gonna have a divorce. And uh and and the main purpose of that was you're out, you're working 18 hours a day, you're working days, you're working nights, you're not paying attention. We have two children, you know, blah, blah, blah. So um, I had a choice. I had choice between divorcing and or divorcing my job. Mm -hmm. So it was very tough the toughest thing i believe as a man that i had to do i in my view i have a secure job i'm enjoying myself i have i have buddies friends yeah uh, the camaraderie
1: employees. is yeah. you know it's hard to beat that right i mean that's you a brotherhood.
0: yeah and um and and you don't know anything i am i don't do policing i am policing i am i have become so I it's, it's in me. So it's not just a job, right? Something that your identity. I, yeah. yeah. And if somebody said, what else are you going to do at that t- those time, those times, I don't know. This is all I do. This is all I want to do. There was nothing, there was no plan B for mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. So anyways, long story short uh, for, um, you know, I we have two children. Um, we we still have two children. Now they're adult, of course, adult, both of them are adult. Uh, but right. And you're time,
1: still together with your wife. Yes. There you go. Okay, (laughs) good for
0: you. And at that time, at that time, all I can say to you, the decision was made that I'm going to leave that but I had no idea what I'm going to do. So Mm -hmm. I went to all these seminars, business seminars, uh, dealership seminars, vending machine seminars,
1: and franchise you know, opportunities, franchise
0: bizops, expos, you know, all these places. Yeah. And, and some of them, most of them in the beginning were free. And then I started to invest some money. And then I met this guy or I not met, I opened up a newspaper. And it is Robert G. Allen, full page ads. In those days, they would yeah. place ads in newspapers he said, Buy properties, no money now. And I asked, What a stupid idea. I was a cop. Nobody
1: knows who's going to sell you a property for no money. But well, this yeah. guy must be a shyster. Interesting and, enough, Robert J. Allen is Canadian originally. So that's, that's kind of cool, but yeah. definitely very, very well known in the States.
0: Yeah, and and he he obviously became the original no money down guru. Actually, even even Kiyosaki's of the world and all they studied his books like nothing down and all that stuff. And then Robert Allen is the reason why RIA clubs in the United States had started. RIA stands for people think real estate, but it's Robert. So Robert started the RIA concept in the United States, and then he stopped. And then all of a sudden, people just called it RIA. In in, in in the United States, they call them RIA clubs. Here, we call them real estate clubs in Canada. So anyway, long story short, I was compelled to go, uh, and I paid $5,000. And that course changed my life completely. Uh, And I ended up buying and selling
1: 77
0: properties the first year alone.
1: Wow, that's amazing. Yeah. And the
0: interesting part was that I never saw myself m- wanting to become a multimillionaire or extremely wealthy. I wanted to, everybody wants to, I wanted to, but for most, for most part at that point, it was like, I'm going to go to work, come back, have enough money, save up a little bit more money. Then, you know, when I'm 65, I'll have enough money to retire. That was the plan, mm-hmm. right? That was the plan. And I ended up making nine hundred and eighty thousand dollars in for the
1: first year. That's amazing. Back in the in two thousand and five. Yeah, two thousand and five. That's huge.
0: And I'm, uh, but even if it was today, in those days, it definitely was huge. But for me to have it in my hands was crazy. Like it was just didn't work. And then, and then somebody somebody said to me, uh, you know. Um, you know, and I helped along the side. I had partners, money partners. Uh, I was partner for some people. I was the money partner for that partner for them. And some of them started saying, hey, you should op- open up a real estate club I'm like, ah, real estate I said what is the real estate club and they explained to me and one guy goes you know people meet they network they raise money together they they do partnerships together and then some you know they go and, and they listen to people uh, on the stage I see well, about who's gonna be they go you I said are you crazy <laughs> I'm a shy guy what are you talking about like in, in real re, the reality is if you had put me in front of five people to speak, I, I just I'm a quiet guy. I don't do that stuff, right? Yeah. So, anyways, many people um, told me again and again. And then the after the first year, uh, we opened a private investment club, and uh, I, I went on the stage. And I you know people told me, take NLP, take this course, take that course. Uh, they told me um, start with a joke. They told me make sure you know you don't look this way. Make sure you don't say ah. Make sure you like all these things they were telling me. I was really scared, and all I remember is the first day when I went on the stage. I was scared. 122 people in the room, and um, what I realized that once I got on the stage, that I am actually a speaker. And the way I realized that was I got on the stage and I forgot about every technique of public speaking. I forgot about, I didn't even know what NLP was at that point. I didn't know what this is, what closing, not, none of that stuff. I just got up and I said, uh, so I just bought this property and I made $100,000 on it. How many want to hear how I did that? People are like, yeah. So I just told them this, I found it. This is how I'm going to do it. Yeah, just, you just taught I just talked and I was afraid that I was gonna be on the stage for 60 minutes, but then three hours later, I'm still talking and people are enjoying. And that's the journey that I started where I then ended up becoming seven times best-selling author. I started to I, I I went all over the world, Tony Robbins, Grant Cardone, Robin Sharma, Deepak Chopra, uh, Kevin Harrington, Jack Canfield, Brian Tracy, all these people that I would look up to and just study them from their books, I've been very blessed to go all over the world and um, and, and share stages with them. And the reason I'm saying this is uh, Dave is that I see a lot of people tell me reasons why they can't do it. No, I have no connections. I have no money. I don't know how to do it. I have no mentor. I don't, you know what? All of those are excuses. You can do it. It doesn't matter even if you have no money, right? You, you can actually get mentors even if you have no money. You can actually uh, learn how to raise money if you don't know how to raise money right now. You can find somebody who has raised money uh, right now and ask them to teach you how to do it. it. And then come up with the idea, whatever it takes. If it costs me you know $5,000 in 2005 i had never paid even 50 bucks before but $5,000 to pay uh, for a robert allen course it was scary yeah but all i'm going to say is it was the best $5,000 a life changing $5,000 and since then i have, i have probably spoken and trained uh, in front of like maybe more than a million people all over the yeah. world
1: what i want to get across to the listener is because quite frankly Hardly anybody, I think, wants to do exactly that. They they we're we're talking about mom and pop real estate investors. Yes. They want to do a few more deals, number more deals. They've heard about personal branding. So what does personal branding mean to you? You know, how would you define that? How would you explain that? And then how can we bring that down from, you know, not necessarily wanting to speak on stage with Robert Allen and Kiyosaki and, and all that kind of stuff, but to apply it to an everyday investor, an everyday person investing in real estate. Personal branding
0: just means that how fast do you meet somebody and they trust you? How fast?
1: I like that definition. Yeah.
0: And 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 here's the thing. If they don't trust you or you don't have the branding, then you're chasing them. Mm-hmm. And the more you chase them, the less people are gonna say yes. So there could be like, you know, making 100 calls and then 99% say no and 1% says yes. So some people are good at that. I am not. What I say to you, branding, is like people see you and they go, you know i want to do business with you i like i like some i like something about you. i want to do business with you and that could be any business of course and if you are a mom and pop which a lot of my members are and then they those mom and pop have made 50,000 100,000 or $1 a million dollars or more but the point here is there's a different level of branding which i'm going to explain to you but for me personal branding is trust and this is universal by the way Universal if I don't like I can love you by the way I can like you by the way but if I don't trust you chances are you're not getting the money
1: oh for sure yeah definitely yeah.
0: but if I if I if I trust you I might not even like you but if I trust you I'm gonna give you the money but the better is if I like you and trust you
1: exactly so how does that work in a practical way how especially you're talking about different levels for different people at different stages in the real estate investing career so let's start with the the mom and pop that's got a deal or two under their belt. Now they're starting to think about OPM. They want to partner up with somebody, do some joint ventures. How would you recommend they focus on their personal brand in order to make that process easier?
0: Okay, so um, before I get into that, I want to talk about the leverage aspect of it. And I want to open up to some of you uh, who are listening because everybody has heard about opm so we know opm stands for other people's money but i also want to talk about other you know other op so so we got opm then we got opc it's other people's clients Hmm. opc meaning you, you 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 figure out who has your clients the other one could be opl which would be other people's lists How many, you know, can I persuade somebody? Can I pay somebody to send out my message to their list? So that's OPL. OPR, other people's relationships. Hmm. So then somebody has a relationship and you connect with them and then they can connect you to the person that you want to to, to raise the money or whatever you want to do. Next is OPS, other people's systems. You know, there, there might be a system that you need to acquire or partnership with. Uh, and then the other people's movement, OPM. Again, uh, other people's movement. Our movement is to make 100 millionaires. So if you find somebody has that has a, a movement that they, they it's very important to them, that's going to help a lot of people, and you can join them in that movement. Chances of you getting access to their people, their friends, their investors, and the person that's running it is a lot higher if you join them in their movement. OPT, other people's Time, you know, you, you and one employment, for example, if you hire somebody, you're, you're getting other people's time and then OPL, which is other people's other pe- uh, people's leverage. So they have a leverage in various different areas. You you can spend all this time to do that. So in my view, uh, if, if somebody's starting out, or somebody's in the middle, or somebody's already doing really really well, they have to become CAM specialists. CAM specialists and CAM stands uh, stands for capital attraction machine. Capital attraction machine. This is all you figure out. Say how do I. Become a capital attraction machine, especially if I'm in real estate. Uh, and 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 if we were to skip the idea that um, uh, we all know that you should go to banks to raise money, uh, skip the idea that we all should go and get a line of credit or even use low interest rate or whatever interest rate credit cards to you know for short term fix ups and all that stuff. If we were to skip the, the the regular way of doing it, we go straight to the idea. Of getting joint venture partners, uh, getting investors, private investors, hard money lenders, lenders who basically basically give you money based on the the asset of the mm-hmm. or the property that you're doing it. So for that is what we're talking about for branding purposes. So let's say you are um, starting out, like you're you know just starting out, nobody knows you, and you're starting out. My suggestion is from the bottom is to to start doing something that's going to help people in every level, but different level from a a point of view of, okay, um, my brand would be, for example, if I write an article on uh, LinkedIn, my brand is not that big than if my article was in Forbes magazine, for example. So that's what I'm saying. But point here is if you're starting out, then what you're going to do is you're going to say, okay, I may not be able to get on big stages. I may not be able to get in Forbes or New York Times or Toronto Star or whatever, but where can I start off? So start writing articles, reports, or even eBooks where you are actually focused on teaching somebody and giving them education. So what I mean by that, let's say you, you want to raise money and you want to raise money for a rental property that you want to keep for five years and you're looking for a, a partner for five years. So then you, in, in the article, you're going to talk about how can someone make high ROI passively on their money without doing any work, for example, right? Yes, Because then, then you're teaching them and then you can teach them about the, uh, the, the scarcity You can teach them about security. You can teach them about what kind of work that goes into it, how you do your due diligence, what are the numbers. So you're teaching them. And once you teach them, so that could be anybody that has money. And what you're going to do is we're going to write everything that I say uh, from marketing point of view and branding point of view. What you're going to do is you're going to put that person, the best person that you want to attract into your life. Now, Mm -hmm. if you already had great clients. If you already had great investors, you put that person right in front of you, and when you're writing it, you're having conversation with that person. Meaning, what 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 would they ask? What yeah, question- before
1: before they invested it, what would you have to say to that person to educate them about what the opportunity is, what's in it for them, how much damn work it is? So it's probably better idea to partner up with somebody smart who's already got experience with that. But yeah, I really that's that is great advice, and it ra- reminds me of a client of ours. Uh, Jake, and he does something very smart around this. He does once a month, he'll go get a spot at his local library and he'll market a free information session to his local market. Right, And he's really looking to attract accredited investors. So it's how to be the bank is kind of the gist of this whole thing. So he'll do these once a month, live presentations are on Zoom, but same exact idea. It's like educate, educate. He's not directly soliciting because you have to be very careful about that, With yes. especially in the States, the Security and Exchange Commission. In Canada, each province has its own securities regulator. And if you cross the line with them, that could be big doo-doo. Um, so you got to be careful that you're not soliciting. But like you say, if you're educating and you're attracting and you're starting those relationships That's very, very smart. All right. So writing articles. Now, I can already hear some people say, well, hey, Sunil, I'm a plumber, for crying out loud. I don't know how to write. I hate writing. You know, I dropped out of school in grade 10. Whatever the excuse is. What would you say to that person? Would you say, hey, get good at it, find somebody else? Or are there other things that people can do at this level that kind of do the same thing, but in a different format?
0: Very good. So uh, all those people who are saying that... uh, I, I myself, uh, maybe l- until like last six or seven years ago, I d- disliked writing uh, anything, forget about books, or not, but I didn't like it. I'm not a best writing author, I'm a best selling author, right? Yeah. So, So I write many articles these days. I write, I've written eBooks and books and all that. So all I'm saying to you is that if you don't like painting your house, you can get a painter to paint the house the way you want. So get a writer there. There's so many online places that you can just get a writer and then you talk your book or your article. That's it.
1: You talk your article. Let them, let them pretty it up. And hell these days you can even do that with Artificial intelligence. You can Correct. you can talk it, you can transcribe it, you can plunk that in chat GPT, yes. tell it to fix it up and turn it into an article and, and voila. But that brings up another question I have for you, completely on a little tangent here, Sunil. But you've done really, really well, as have I with writing books and articles and all this kind of good stuff. I'm afraid that with chat GPT and everybody being able to do this, we're going to be overwhelmed with content and everybody in their and their uncle can create a really good looking article. How, do, what are your thoughts about that and how to stand out, especially as a newbie in that kind of noise? Very good point. Um, e-
0: even before uh, AI, artificial intelligence um, uh, uh, ways of just basically telling somebody, Hey, write an article on, on this subject, and then somebody just wrote it for you. Uh, even before that, what sold the article was your story. What sold the article was you, your personality into the article. And so, what will? What is the biggest asset in today's world is actually you. And when I say you, your failures, your successes, your story, your like I used to be like this, and this is how I did it. That personality. As we uh, are on social media a lot, what you're going to see is people love stories even more so than before. So your story, so if you wanted to t- uh, teach something, let's say you wanted to teach something, you say to yourself, who do I know? What story do I know? Maybe I didn't. it didn't happen to me, but you know what? Can I use Sunil's story? Yeah, can I use um, Warren Buffett's story into this? Uh, you know, yes, I can. Okay, so you inject the stories and now the article becomes you, mm-hmm. yours, mm-hmm. and the one who's, the person who's reading it, it's all about connection. So AI will still doesn't have that; it cannot read you yet. It cannot right. say, "Okay, hey Chat uh, GPT, uh, Sinil Tolsiani, you know, fifty-four years old. These are my. This is who I am. Write an article without me saying anything." It can't do that mm-hmm. what it can do is like seven ways to you know make money on uh, with with real estate it can they'll go out and pick it up right yeah.
1: but that article still needs it doesn't you. have any personality exactly you got to still your needs personality. you
0: yeah and that that alone uh for somebody who says i cannot write it or i don't know how to write it that is uh, the, the, by the way that's article that's reports and that could be uh, an ebook, and, and then even if you are starting out, uh, perhaps you get to be in a digital magazine online. Perhaps you can be on uh, digital podcasts or digital radio, uh, which which really doesn't have that many listenerships or doesn't have that many readership yet, uh, because they're they're also you know starting out. Maybe they only had it for a year. But what you can do is you go onto those podcasts, uh, like similar to what we're doing right now. Now, you your podcast has been there for longer. But what I'm saying is whatever I'm saying, there's always going to be somebody uh, with, uh, or some platform, let's call it, that's going to be above, same, or below. Mm. So it doesn't matter where you are. So let's say you're starting out. You're nervous, you're scared, and you don't want to be on a camera. Then just say, okay, maybe somebody can just interview me on a podcast that has maybe
1: a hundred people listening to it. Yeah. Well, that's, that's, that's huge. I mean, you and I both know real estate speakers that travel all around the world to get in front of 30 or 40 people at a RIA, a real estate investment club. I mean, if you're getting interviewed on a podcast, even if it only has 50 or a hundred listeners to that episode, that's 50 to a hundred people that you're in their ear the 35, 45 an hour. And they're really getting, like you mentioned, they're really getting to know you and connect with your personality. So yeah, don't, especially if you're getting started, don't worry about total number of downloads and, and that sort of thing, as long as you're going after a very targeted listener base.
0: Yeah. And, uh, and they one, uh, one thing beyond that is simply this. If you get interviewed by somebody and then you are meeting somebody else or somebody sends you an email and they say, what do you do? Dave, what do you do? You're like, you know, that's interesting. You asked, I was just interviewed on this radio. Let me send you the link to that. So now not only the people who are there, but anybody else that wants to know what you do, you send them the link. What it does, it saves you, leverages the time, but yeah. secondly,
1: it brands you again. For sure. Go back to the branding.
0: Third, they're learning from you.
1: Without yeah. you talking. Well, that's and, that's what that's what I always recommend to people that are kind of new to podcasting. Leverage the hell out of that experience, right? Before, during, and after. Hey, I'm so excited. I'm going to be on Dave's show in a, in a couple of weeks. Stay tuned. I'll let you know all about it. Then when you're actually getting interviewed, do a screenshot of you and the host. Put that up on social media. Hey, today just got interviewed by, by Dave on the Property Profits podcast. Stay tuned. I'll let you know when it comes out. Then when it comes out, then bang, put that up there too. And that's how you get much more credibility from within your sphere, your, your existing connections. Because quite often, I don't know if you found this, Anil, but a lot of real estate investors are the best kept secret within their own group of friends, family members, co-workers, business associates. Nobody really knows what the heck they're doing with real estate. So this is a, a great way to kind of, Get that exposure without just pounding your own chest. Does that make sense? Yeah, and
0: and then also, also, if you are shy and you're not a public speaker, and, and the, which I was, uh very shy and very nervous about it. You see, if I if somebody says before, if somebody had said to me before, get on the stage and let's teach, train these people, it would be very hard. But if if they said you're gonna go on the stage and somebody's gonna ask you questions and you just have to answer them, it's a lot easier. So, yeah. so if you can do that on a podcast or on a, or what we're doing right now, let's say YouTube slash podcast, uh, where video is on as well, if you are shy and nervous and all that stuff, and you can kill that fear and try it out, uh, you can do that as well. Where a person is asking you questions and you answer those questions, and that's it.
1: That's you it. Know your stuff, right? Yeah. You you know, if, if you've done a few deals, you know what you're doing. So yeah, you can definitely. It's a lot easier. To answer those questions than to teach something from scratch most definitely exactly
0: exactly because you're carrying. you like you're carrying on your own uh, maybe maybe down the road you might do that but uh you know branding equates to this if your brand is this big the amount of money generally speaking is this much if the brand goes up oh, the amount of money that you make is up but someday if the movie star's brand comes down the money that they charge gets down. And same thing, the amount of money that you raise and the amount of investors you're going to attract will depend on if they can trust you or or, or what kind of branding they see to, to do that. I mean, the 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 idea here is to see what can I do today to not only leverage, but to actually at the same time brand. For, for example, you have seen a lot of people, um, they have social media presence and what you can do is maybe focus on one social media yeah. and what that means is get as many subscribers or followers or connectors that you can have and then what happens is anytime you meet somebody just say hey let's connect on linkedin or let's connect on whatever and or or youtube and so so i'm going to give you two that are um really really good and has been have been really good for real estate investors entrepreneurs and and those are linkedin and YouTube LinkedIn and YouTube for me it's been uh, from a business point of view now when i combine them together they they they're really really good when i combine so how them. how do you do,
1: that's that's interesting how do you combine your linkedin and your youtube platforms
0: so, so what happens is you share your YouTube videos on LinkedIn consistently mm. and then ask people in YouTube to subscribe onto on the YouTube. So the LinkedIn subscribers will uh, will uh, see the videos. So instead of saying uh, something like, hey, let me give you 10 ways that you can raise money and you type it, you say something like, hey, I just made a video on how to raise money and watch this. So, then, so LinkedIn, they, they click on the YouTube channel and then they go to youtube channel and then in your youtube you say something on your video you say you know make sure you subscribe to it so you're building uh, both, both you're going back and forth yeah back and yeah. forth so you're getting the 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 uh, business mind people from linkedin and then you're getting the benefit of youtube where they're actually getting to see you mm-hmm. and you're combining them together and uh, where where people are like, you know, I'd rather watch you than I'd rather read than to read you. Now, people still read, but watching builds that connection.
1: Yeah. Builds that connection. Yeah. Much, much more. You can tell so much more about a person by their body language, their tone of voice, the way they say things. that That's how the real connection is made. Yeah, that's yeah. Smart. really, very, very smart.
0: Next level of branding, I I can tell you, is that uh, people don't think like that, but attending events and uh, attending paid events. When you attend paid events by you being there and investors being there, that alone is a brand. But if you take pictures, hey, I was at this event. Uh, I was with Sunil or I was with uh, Dave or I was with Kiyosaki. I was with Tony Robbins, blah, blah, blah. Even if you are not at the level of where i'm sharing stages with them even if you're attendee it really shows people that you're growing subconsciously and that you know what you're doing and you continue to learn and and you and you are this is a business for you so subconsciously you're building your brand and if you attend like say masterminds you know which uh, sometimes are very expensive and they are inexpensive ones uh, ones as well but if you attend a mastermind, and let's say a high-end mastermind where you pay a lot of money, and people find out, like, wow, you belong to who's, what? You, you, you're a platinum with Tony Robbins? Wow. you know. I mean, I'm not suggesting when you're starting out to spend whatever, $150,000. But what I'm saying to you is that if you can afford five bar, $5 or $500, you should go there not only to learn, but to network. Right, And it's a brand.
1: Because then you're going to take that experience and share that on social media. Talk about that. Again, building up that personal brand. Yeah, very, very, very good advice. Love your advice as well about the LinkedIn YouTube connection. You can do probably something similar if you're not a big LinkedIn person with Facebook and YouTube, all that kind of good stuff. But yeah, getting it out there for sure. So what are some of the... It, I mean, because you've got you've been you've been working with people, thousands of people for for a lot of years now, Sunil. When you give this advice, when you're teaching people about personal branding, what are some of the things you see people do wrong when they're trying to do their personal branding? What what are some of the major screw ups that you see people doing?
0: First is that sometimes marketing and branding is like a swear word to them, meaning it's not something. See, nobody was majority of the people, uh, when they were growing up, their parents didn't come to them and say, son, daughter, you know what I'd like you to do? To become a marketer. <laughs> or
1: a salesperson.
0: Or yeah. a salesperson. <laughs> I want you to become and start selling. You know, that's what I want. Although they should have done that. Uh, as yeah. I, You know, I just met Kiyosaki in Arizona and he was saying his, you know, his rich dad told them to do that. His poor dad told them to, to not do that, right? So that's one so what happens is immediately this these ideas of marketers who is negatives you know you know car salesmen uh, somebody's pressuring them sort of starts showing up yeah, and yeah. also the image of lack of branding it's the opposite they're like wait a minute that's that's not i, I want to build a brand i don't want to be lack of branding you know does it make sense so immediately that so uh, all i want you to do is be aware of the fact that if that that shows up, it just means that somebody has programmed you like a computer and say, "This is good, this is bad, don't do it and yet without branding without marketing, without sales, without raising capital, you're not going to be rich. It's just the way it is
1: yeah
0: it's just yeah. It's, I know I mean just the way it is so so that's mistake number one is not being aware and then even if they are aware they're they're not able to go get over themselves. That. Yeah. yeah, So number one. Number two is that when they're doing branding, they just talk about themselves. They're they they they're like, uh, when they're posting, it's like brochure. So they're writing a brochure about them instead of educating people. So mm-hmm. even if their posts are saying something, or even if they're on a group chat, or if they're doing a video, they'll make a video. And me, and me, 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 me. It's me, all
1: me. just selfies, nonstop selfies. And-
0: yeah. yeah. It's, yeah. It's, just that. it's just that they talk about themselves, and they forget the most important part, which is... Tell me why I should invest with you. What's in it for me and, and and all that stuff. So so that's the second thing that uh, people do. This is the biggest mistake they make is like they start making these videos or, or chats or even emails when they're communicating. So if I met you at an event yesterday and today I'm writing you an email, email would be, hey, this is who I am. Uh, I have, uh, you know, I'm a CEO of this company and uh, I've done this and this and this and this and this. And, uh, you know, if you want to buy something, let me know. Like, no, this, you just met him yesterday. He's not going right. to, you know, why don't you just say to them, hey, I met you yesterday. Hey, you told me that what you're looking for is passive income and you're looking for great opportunities. I might have somebody who has access to those deals that you're looking for. And you said you were looking for this type of person, uh, like a handyman. Well, here's the name of a couple of handymans that you were looking for, okay? And uh, hey, you know, are you available? Let's chat. Why don't we meet up for a coffee? Something like that, right? Yeah, now-
1: yeah. Provide value.
0: Value, provide yeah. value. Even by the way, if you provide mini value, Small value, chances of you connecting. You see, at the event, people are like. uh, I was at an event in Michigan, and I was one of the uh, the investors that people were pitching to. It's like a Shark Tank style, but it was happening live. Okay, so so I remember telling people, okay, you know, you need to have a. Your, your 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 pitch deck, you have to have your numbers, you have to have, this is how you submit your information package to somebody like me. They're like, wow, this is great, and, and all that stuff. And then s- as soon as the break came, I, one of the things they said is that you should connect with center of influences, people who have money and, and and figure out how to help them, yeah. figure yeah. out how to spend time with them. Well, I got off the stage and I went to the washroom and this guy ran in the washroom (laughs) and I am at the urinal standing and he's like literally behind (laughs) me like this. And I I looked at him and he goes, hey, hey, bro, you you got a million bucks. I I got this deal while I'm urinating in the washroom. So he knew that probably this is the only time I can get hold of him. Right. And that's. So what I'm trying to say to you is
1: don't do that <laughs> not only
0: don't do that but even if you are in the uh, event at the event the idea is not to immediately say hey bye 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 relationships yeah just 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 spend That's some time good. with these people right and 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 the, the as they see your brand so how do you talk how's your grooming how do you smell how do you how did you dress up how do you speak? Your tonality. And, uh, and are you me, me, me at that time too?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Right? I go up to people. Hey, you know what brought you here today? Mm-hmm. You, know? you know, they go, oh, man, I, I like this guy. Oh, great. Awesome. You know, what, what are some of the things you're looking for? Oh, I'm looking for money. Oh, great. If I find somebody who can lend you the money, would that help you? People are like, yeah. And they're like throwing cards at me now. They're like, yeah, yeah. I, I remember you.
1: Because <laughs> you're providing value. Exactly. Yeah.
0: On the other hand, what people do 99% of the time is like, I need this. I need this.
1: I need this. I need this. I me, need Me, 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 me. Yeah. So, 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 lead, so I'm hearing lead with the giving hand, right? Absolutely. That's, now, the, those are great points. And and the other thing about, you know, big mistakes I've seen people make on social media, a couple of ones, the me, me, me thing, they only show their Lambo bikini clad babe. Perfect Instagram life, which is bullshit. Instead of talking, also about the challenges and and just being more genuine. Uh, soliciting directly via social media, big big no no. You know, people posting their deals and looking for investors and fourteen percent guaranteed ROI and all this stuff that's you cannot do, but a lot of people do anyhow. The other mistake I see people making, so you know, let me let me know if you agree with this or not is they when it comes to branding they think it's all about color schemes logos all of this kind of stuff which yeah you you could be thinking about that but at the end of the day i agree with you i haven't heard you mention that once yet when it comes to personal branding because at the end of the day your personal brand really is you nobody gives a crap about your company name nobody you're not going to become the next nike you're not going to become you know the the next swoosh logo don't worry so much about that because myself included way back in the day i spent way too much time thinking about stupid crap like that versus getting out there and providing value from day one like like you're recommending what are your thoughts about that
0: Well, I would say to you that if somebody is starting out and their goal and they have the money uh, and their goal is to have a multimillion dollar business, real estate business in the future, then it's okay to have a website. It's okay to have a logo. It's okay to have a color schemes and all that stuff. and, And you have the money to do that. Then it's okay because you're thinking in the future, because I did the same thing after I would say one year, but again, the first year, even though I was making so much money, I didn't do that but i do have a logo i do have color scheme and i do have a, a business and a personal brand which are interconnected per se but when you're starting out it's it's you it's it's your deals and what value you provide to people and then how do people get to know about you is the branding meaning did they did, did somebody say to them hey you know you should go see dave uh, because you know he's an amazing guy, and uh, he's you know, and, and and now somebody comes to you because you got you've been referred to, or is it you going after so many people and 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 throwing? You know, it's like sending ten thousand flyers, and nine thousand nine hundred ninety-eight flyer gets into garbage, and two people may call you, and then they're just curious,
1: mm-hmm.
0: right? So, so my idea is very simply this: if you are starting out, focus on uh, building your brand focus on attending events or showing up where people are hanging out and get some good deals, get access to good deals, find somebody. If you want to be the person who who can learn how to get uh, and and, and negotiate good deals with uh, motivated sellers, then that's fine. Or you find somebody who can do that and you pay them to make that happen for you, like for an assignment or something like that. And, and, and for me, from a branding point of view, is simply, once again, this. Once you meet people, how fast do they want to work with you? So you become a client attraction, not Mm -hmm. client-getting machine. So you become a client or or capital attraction machine, Mm -hmm. CAM, capital attraction machine, rather than capital-getting machine. Is that stronger the magnet of your brand – the faster these people will come to you, the faster these people will say, I want to work with you. Right. I have the money and I want to work with you. Now, obviously they'll still have questions. They still want to see if the deal is good. But the thing is, if the deal is good and they don't like you or trust you, chances are they're not going to do business with you.
1: Well said. Sunil, if people want to find out more about you and connect with you, what should they do?
0: Well um I want yeah them to know that um first of all I don't I don't I know that you and I didn't talk about this but I just wrote this book during covid 19 I spent 500 hours and it's called science of getting rich it was from uh, Wallace D. Waddle in 1990 and what I did was I actually took his book and I modernized it for today for 2023 and onwards so so there is there's 20 audio Um, uh, 20 videos, this book, and the whole package what I'll do is I'll give it to everybody that just simply, and we'll just put the information somewhere in the podcast as to how they can get access to that. And uh, simply go to privateinvestmentclub.com for my website or email, uh, send it to my assistant at admin at privateinvestmentclub.com. Investmentclub.com. admin at privateinvestmentclub.com and get your book. We would love to, um, if your goal is to get cash flow, this is where you want to have a gift, uh, whether you want, love to listen, whether you love to watch, or whether you love to read all that entire package, absolutely free for you.
1: Awesome, Sunil. Thank you so much. Appreciate your insights and your advice about personal branding.
0: You're very welcome.
1: All right, everybody, everybody take care. And we'll talk to you on the next episode. This episode is brought to you by MoneyPartnerFormula.com. Our Money Partner Formula service allows you to raise all the private capital you need to do all the deals you want while we handle the hard stuff. We offer reliable and affordable done-for-you marketing services that get you investor meetings booked without all the work. So go ahead and check out the website right now. And then feel free to schedule a call with me and let's take your portfolio to the next level. Again, that's moneypartnerformula.com. Watch Investor Meetings pop up in your calendar. We handle the rest.